What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 25 of On Thin Ice. I'm here by myself. Uh, 25, again, we'll go with the Mike Greer episode. I'm talking the way I am right now because it has not been the best week for hockey fans, the hockey community, just hockey in general. Um, it's going to be a pretty somber episode. I do have an interview coming up, coming at you. Rhea Code. Buffalo Buttes head coach, youngest coach in the league, 26, SUNY Canton legend. She gives me a random place for her favorite wing spot in Buffalo. And we also kind of find out she's a liar from what she said on her questions on SUNY Canton's website. Favorite players, Pat Kane. She's a Sabres fan. We dive into that a little bit. We also talk about how to grow women's hockey and how their league differentiates themselves from other women's leagues before, now, whatever. It's a great interview. Awesome girl. I hope you guys like it. She'll definitely be back on the show. But let's start this week. So far, we're going to start this week. This isn't the saddest news. It's not even close to the saddest news. Arizona. They're being kicked out of their stadium at the end of this year. What happens? What happens, Arizona? Do they move? Do they... I, I don't... They're clearly not going to have time to build another facility in Arizona. And moving out of Glendale. The Gila, Gila, Gila River Arena, I think it's called. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's time. Do we move another team? Does Quebec finally get their team back? Seattle got a team. Seattle got a team, obviously. Does Quebec get their team back? Do they move to a place I've heard Houston? I don't know. It, 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 it should be should be interesting. Very interesting. I, I, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Do they bring back to the Nordiques, which I think would be cool as shit? And I, personally, for me, right move to make right now. Arizona's fans, they don't pack the place, let's be honest. You don't pack the place. It's not like they're an up-and-coming team. It's like, oh, they're going to be good. They're not. They don't have a goalie on the roster. Uh, their best players are gone. Connor Garland. Um... I don't know. This is a very interesting situation. Uh, you know, it's just, like I said, is now the time to move them? Is it? Is it? Is now the time? Um, like I said, I think Quebec is the first place that jumps to mind. Houston's another place that, like I said, we talked about. Do you really want two pro hockey teams in Dallas? Can Houston sustain a hockey team? I don't know. It, 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 it's... it's uh, I don't know, man. You know good, bad, and different. People are going to pack it in Quebec. Pack it. That's my call right now. That's my call. I think you're going to see Arizona play in Quebec in 2023. I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I, You know, it, it's just... I, Quebec's the move, let's be honest. Quebec's the move. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about some other cities right now. You got... Phoenix is another place that they're thinking about. A uh, place called the Footprint Center. They issued a statement. I'm not going to read it. It's very long. Um, I, uh, yeah, Phoenix, again, like I said, you got Quebec City. They're itching, dude. They're itching for another franchise. Itching for another franchise. Again, like I said, you got Houston. Toyota Center. It, it, it should it should be in Tillman Fertitta. 
brother of Lorenzo, and uh, I can never think of the other Fertitta. They uh, used to own the UFC. I got the hiccups. They're billionaires now. And would they want to move a, a team into Houston? They had from 2003 to 2013, Toyota Center had the Houston Arrows. So it, it, it's been used for hockey in the past. And another, another random city is Hamilton. Hamilton, Ontario. That should be super interesting. I don't know. I don't. I think the front runner is Quebec. Yes, Phoenix is. It's in Arizona. Keep them there. The best move for Phoenix if they stayed in Arizona would be to move to a location like that. But I don't think it's plausible right now. I just don't think they have what they need to keep a team in Arizona. To be blatantly honest with you. It, it, it's just, like I said, they're not, it's not like they're playoff push. It's not, they're bad. They're not a good hockey team. They're not. Um, you know, it, it's, I'm calling it now. I think it's Quebec. And uh, I don't really see another way to go about it. Like, again, like I said, Quebec has been itching for a hockey team. And I think they need it. Um, moving on, we'll stay in hockey. We won't talk about sad news yet. We're going to get off the sad news for me. Owen Powers is staying at Michigan. And obviously, everybody wants to make a huge, gigantic deal out of this. It's not a big deal. Powers said he was staying at Michigan before the draft even happened. So that's not a thing. Plus, like I said, Michigan is fucking loaded. Loaded. They had what? Um, four out of the first five picks from Michigan, uh, or, or are going one's going to Michigan, the rest are from Michigan. Dude, if you don't win, if you don't win the, uh, it, wow, reel it in, Pat. If you don't win the national championship, good God, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Four out of the first five picks. You got Owen Power, Maddie Bur Beniers. He went to Seattle. You got Luke Hughes, uh, brothers Jack and Quinn Hughes. He's going to uh, Michigan. Then you got Kent Johnson, defense center. He's from Michigan, going to Michigan. Dude, your team is loaded. Absolutely fucking loaded, dude. That team's going to be incredible. And I think Owen Powers, is he's going to be good, dude. He has all the right credentials. He is a stud. He's huge. He's huge, dude. I think he's an excellent player. I think he's going to be an excellent player. I don't know. Obviously, after this year, he will be, you know, he'll be up. He'll be playing. Um, Buffalo, to be honest, the one thing that mildly excites me about the Sabres is their defense. I think their defense is young. I think their defense is going to be good. I think... We have to find that number one, though. And I think UPL could be it. Obviously, he... I don't know. I also, at the same time, like the fact that they... Uh, they're not rushing him in. They're going to have Aaron Dell and Craig Anderson... Oh, my God. Craig Anderson as starters this year, which is probably one of the more ridiculous things you'll ever hear uh, in the NHL. But it's true. They're going to be the starters. They're, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think 
I don't think outside of rookie deals, there's no other goalie tandem or starting goalie that uh, uh, that uh, are p getting paid that little money. But uh, I don't know. Uh, do I think the Sabres are going to be good? No. Uh, not at all. They're going to be bottom feeders again. They're going to be horrendous. But, again, like I said, Owen Power is going back to Michigan. And like I said, you got to think of the, the, the young kids we have. We got Matthias Samuelson. We got, uh, what the hell's the kid's name? Jacob Bryson. All young kids. Like, this team is young. Am I excited about the future? Absolutely not, because the Bagulas are still in charge. But, am I worried that our defense is going to be bad? No. You got Dalene. You got Yokihara. You got, like I said, you got. Uh, Owen Power, he's coming in. You got Samuelson. All these young kids. We've drafted a lot of guys. We'll be okay defensively. I truly, I truly do believe that. You'll never hear me say that again. Um, but it should. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, staying on the Sabers. Sad news. Um, at the same time, but not. Rick Jenneret, legendary announcer of the game, the best to ever do it. He said he's coming back for his last and final year. Give me one second. I got to pause this because there is a fucking gigantic spider on my wall that I have to kill, and it's creeping me the fuck out. Okay, I'm back. That thing was a fucking monster. When I say it was as big as half of my finger, I'm probably over-exaggerating, but it was a big motherfucker. Going back to Rick Jenneret, name a fucking call, dude. Name a call. Mayday. Mayday. Hashik robbed him blind. Call the cops. He robbed him. La 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 la. Fontaine. Alexander the Great. These guys are good. Scary good. Fucking. And that's the saddest thing about how poorly this team is. In the last 10 years, RJ's probably aged about 50 fucking years. They're so bad. This guy, Rick Jenneret, out of any player, out of any coach that's come through this organization, deserved a cup more than anyone. Because Rick Jenneret bleeds Sabres blue and gold. Bleeds it. He, uh, he's been there, like I said, 50 fucking years, dude. He's been there almost as long as this team's been in existence. 51 years he'll be there. Um, it, it sucks to see him go. It sucks that we couldn't provide a Stanley Cup form like we should have. We couldn't even, let's be honest, dude, we couldn't even provide a fucking competitive team for this guy in the last three years. It's been fucking nothing short of embarrassing. Absolutely fucking embarrassing. But I'm going to miss the guy. I loved watching his games. I love watching him call games. Tremendous, tremendous dude. Like I said, you could just pick a fucking game. He's got fucking amazing calls for every fucking one, dude. Every one. Dude, when he fucking, when he fucking shit his pants when Campbell laid out Umberger. Like, it's all legendary shit, dude. He is... Argue with me if you want. I know the haters are going to be like, he sucks. Dude, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot if you think he sucks. First off, the dude loves the Sabres, yet he wasn't a homer at the same time. Got as excited for away team goals as any other fucking announcer does for home team goals. He's fucking professional. He's the fucking man. We're going to miss RJ. Rob Ray talked very highly about him, said RJ's the one guy. Him and Rick Simonic, longtime equipment manager, they're the two guys. Whenever he goes anywhere, they're like, where are they? Where are they? 
But uh, let's uh, let's give RJ a decent last run. I mean, barring a fucking Angels in the outfield type of miracle, we're not going to win anything this year. Is what it is, unfortunately. Um, now we're talking about another retirement. Um, this one, you guys are going to be shocked. This one kind of hurts. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist calling it a career after 15 years, dude. And 15 years of... I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, damn, like... One of the last guys we watched growing up as an elite goalie is gone. Like, you know what I mean? That's pretty much it. Like, yeah, Fleury is there, but Lundqvist was like... In and out, game in and game and out, game out, just fucking a blueprint of consistency. He won the Vezda in 2012, five-time All-Star, five-time Vezda nominee, 2006 gold medal. Let's not forget 2014. Let's be honest with you, and let's be honest with each other. The Rangers had no reason to be in that Stanley Cup final, and it was all because of Lundqvist. Yes, yes, I know. L.A. beat them 4-1. to one. How many went to overtime? Would they four games go to overtime? Nah. I fucking, to be honest with you, I wrote a blog about it. This is my uh, little deep, dark secret. Last 10 years, Henrik Lundqvist has been one of my favorite players in hockey. Full on admit it. And you guys know how bad I hate the fucking Rangers. I love Lundqvist. Let's fucking disregard the fact he's an absolute smoke show. Wears a different suit to games every day. Probably got a bulge you can see from fucking outer space. I heard the dude's got a fucking rocket of a fucking wrench on him. Got a fucking absolute fireman hose for a dick. But he did it the right way, man. Professionally, on and off the ice. The thousands of things he's done for charitable organizations. The Garden of Dreams, Lundqvist does everything for. The guy's incredible. I'm going to miss him being a part of the game. Always a tough night when you had to face Hank. King Lundquist. Honestly, I best on retirement, man. You, you, he's got a career in whatever the fuck he wants to do, man. That is a face made for TV. He is a gorgeous, handsome man. I'm not afraid to admit it at all. Dude's a fucking meat rocket. Yeah, I said it. Man meat. Just a big old piece of man meat. Love him. Now... We're going to go to the Rhea Code interview. This interview is brought to you by Danos Seasonings. Danos, all-purpose seasonings, low sodium, put on shrimp, steak, chicken, anything you want, veggies, eggs, it's all tremendous. They got spicy and original. Go to danos.com, tell them the tailgate sent you, give us a little kickback. little backstory, Rhea Code, first year as a head coach for the Buffalo Buttes in the NWHL. Youngest coach in the league, 26 years old. This girl's an absolute legend. Had a great time talking to her. Hopefully, I can catch a couple beers with her in Buffalo. Her wing spot's going to be a little weird for you guys who've been to Buffalo. I didn't, I didn't expect it. But awesome person. Hopefully, we can grow this game, the NWHL. They're doing the right thing. She tells you who to watch for. Now, we're going to send you to Rhea Code. Hope you guys enjoy this interview. Oh, one second. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how to say her name fully because I'm pretty bad with that. Uh, Rhea Code. Oh, so it's okay. That's what I thought it was. Rhea Code, Buffalo Buttes head coach, NWHL. Yep. Are you like the youngest coach in the league? Yep. Let's see. What are you, 26? Yes, I am. Okay. So, like I said, I saw your bio on SUNY Canton, and I do want to talk about that first. You don't have an affiliation with the Sabres, do you? 
I don't know. Nope. Oh, okay. So we can let loose. Yeah. Um, what, what do you, what's wrong with this team? Uh, honestly, I, I feel like Eichel's got to go. Yeah. I mean, I saw, I saw like some Rangers fans made like a billboard for him to leave today. I saw that too. I saw that too on Twitter. I don't, I love Jack Eichel, but it's just like, apparently he doesn't want to be there. So. Exactly. And I'm, I'm honestly a Skinner fan. I, yeah. uh, I would like him to get bumped up a little bit more. I, uh, I'm a big Skinner fan. Well, I think that was his problem the last couple of years. We gave him that money and then we put him on the line with like nobody. Yep. Agreed. And I was honestly kind of sad to see middle stack go. He left? No, but if he was. Oh my God. I thought he no, if he was. Oh well, I would be like... sad if you if the trade was to go through with him leaving. Oh yeah. Well, I think Granado was the right choice for head coach. I like him as well. I like him as well. They played like a completely different team when he became the coach. Middlestat played the best hockey he's played in the NHL. Yep. Um, I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about you. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You got to tell me about the NW the NWHL. I got it right. Yeah. Like now, what's the deal? Do you have owners of teams? Yep, we do. Like, who yep. owns your team? So uh, ours is, uh, it's new. It's, so it's JP Ventures. And um, so it's two guys. And so they own us and they also own uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps. But uh, our main owner, um, his name is Andy Skirdo, and he is our owner uh, for the Buffalo Buttes. Okay. Sickest colors in the league too. I could tell you that. We are a big fan of the baby blue. Oh, it's and this the like alternate jerseys are phenomenal. You had to have seen the chicken wing jerseys, right? That one's sick. <laughs> that one's pretty awesome. I reached out to a couple of your players, like uh Kelsey. Yep, Kelsey Newman. Yep, she's supposed to come on. Uh, a couple other ones I can't think of. Is Missy a name? Yeah, Missy Siegel. Yep. She's like, no, she never answers me. It's quite rude, <laughs> but like <laughs> Is it, is it weird, like, coaching these girls? Because you got to be, like, what, three years older than them? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, some of them are 10 years older than me. We have players who are 32, 35. Um, no, it honestly hasn't been weird at any point. I think, um, honestly, it comes with confidence. I, I trust in what I know. And if I don't know something, I'm the first one to, to say it and – I've gotten respect from the minute that I took the, you know, initial coaching job with the Buttes, which was assistant coach. Um, and so uh, obviously I was nervous at first stepping on the ice with these players and, you know, I didn't play division one hockey and these players are, you know, Olympians and uh, top division one players. And so uh, it was uh, scary to say the least, but um, honestly, it's the players that we have in the organization are, just like great humans. And so it was an easy transition and um, they respect me. And so uh, I've enjoyed my time there. Now this is your first year as head coach. Yes. This is my first year as head coach. When do you guys start? Uh, so our training camp starts October 1st and our first game is uh, November 6th. Now, how do we watch that? I tried looking it up on the Buttes website, but I didn't, 
I don't understand what's happening. So um, if you can't attend the games, then um, it's on Twitch. And so if you were just to like go on Twitch, NWHL, uh, we have broadcasters and all that. And then uh, this past year when we had a bubble season, we should have a bubble season uh, in Lake Placid in the last semifinals in, this, in our Isabel Cup, I was actually on NBC Sports. Oh, really? And so, yeah. So uh, right now it just uh, is our final games that are on TV. So not uh, the, every game, but, uh, you know, right now with just growing it, we'll take uh, with a huge step. So we'll take what we have for now. Speaking of growing it, what do you think needs to happen to grow the game? Because I've watched – I'm from Utica, so I've watched, like, the women's hockey all the time, and they're studs. Like, one of the girls played in the league. I don't know if it was that league, but she played for uh, Boston maybe, uh, Megan Myers. Yep, yeah. She played. She's a stud. Like, like what, what can we do to, like, get this game on a bigger stage? I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, it's hard right now because, uh, you know, we're getting the investors and we're starting to get the sponsorships, uh, which we needed. Um, but prior to that, it was tough because people were just giving us money, but weren't getting anything in return. So why would they really want to invest in us? Right. Um, you know, we're not selling out $20,000 or 20,000 uh, seats. Like we're just not there yet. Um, you know, like we see about 2000 in our games and we sell that out. Um, you know, like all of our venues that we have for every team in the league, like they sell out. Um, but now it's because we have sponsorships that we're able to get on, you know, national television and things like that, that kind of give us more of a cushion of, you know, that money that is coming in because we just don't have that revenue yet. Um, I think that the more sponsorships that we get, the more money that we're going to have to grow the game. And honestly, the more that people know about it and actually can, you know, in Buffalo know that there's a women's professional team, then I think that's how you grow it um, is more just kind of honestly getting it out there for people to know about. Do you think like there'd ever be an affiliation with the NHL for that? I think so. I think, um, you know, right now there is a div divide between women's hockey. You know, there's uh, the NWHL and you have the PWHPA uh, and that's, the top, top Olympians, like the Hillary Knights and the Kendall Coins, uh, you know, they're there and they, they're kind of on strike against the NWHL. Um, you know, I think we're bridging that gap more and more because more players that were on strike uh, are now back with us. And so we are bridging that gap. And I think, uh, you know, Batman has said it before that uh, if we don't bridge the gap, then there's definitely not going to be anything uh, with the NHL, but um, you know, the NHL reached out after a good job for our bubble and things like that. And so I think that, you know, there's probably more things behind the scenes than we know about. Um, but I think sometimes soon that there, there will be something. Well, yeah, I think that'll play a big role in like growing you guys is the NHL attaching the name to you. Um, I mean, a good thing for you guys is nobody's going to want to go to Sabres games this year. So <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. We, uh, thankfully now COVID, we can just take all their fans. Yeah. What's well, this? probably sell the whole arena out with just the fans we got left. So <laughs> what, like you guys are pretty good, right? I looked, you've been to the playoffs, what, four out of five, five out of six, something like that. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a pretty good uh, run in the time of this. The league's been established. We've won uh, one Isabel cup. Um, and, you know, we're this year, I think, 
actually, I don't think I, uh, I know, I think we have a team that really can, you know, win the cup. Uh, you know, we have some really awesome players uh, from top division one programs who've won, you know, two NCAA national championships. Um, you know, we have more players who are coming back from Sweden who've played pro there. So I think uh, we're getting a little more of, a, you know, players who are more savvy to the pro game. Uh, and then the, the rookies that we've gotten this year, I mean, we've added two uh, players from Robert Morris University and they're both like six foot. Uh, and so they uh, bring a lot to us. And uh, honestly, this year we have players who just want to be there, like absolutely want to be there. Like there's absolute animals. They, they love the game. They want to get better. Um, and so I think this year, like we'll be turning a lot of heads and, you know, the biggest thing that you know, we've been talking about and uh, I feel like Buffalo sports are always kind of deemed in this as like the underdogs and like I'm just so sick of that term and so uh, we are not using that term at all uh, in our organization this year just because uh, we're not going to be the underdogs like everyone wants, oh, we, everyone wants to be Boston or those teams and I'm like no we don't want to be anyone we want them to be us like we want to be like the Buffalo team that we are and so uh, that's kind of uh, where we are exactly with that. I'm going to say you guys aren't the underdogs. You're one of the top dogs. We are, but the, Buffalo has a name for just like, you know, scrappy. And, yeah. and so they always kind of refer to us as the underdogs. Um, like this past year, we were the underdogs. The past two years, um, we haven't had terrible seasons, but we haven't had uh, the best seasons. And so uh, this year, kind of, you know, looking to, you know, make it, you know, past just the first round of playoffs. So like it's not crazy there, right? Like your girls aren't going through tables and stuff like that at tailgates. No, but every player who has come from you know all over the, the country and the world have become Bills fans, like a hundred percent. They uh, they now wear their Bills stuff all over back home, whether whether it's like British Columbia or you know somewhere European. Um, it's it's really cool. I'm gonna have to go to a game. My brother lives out in Buffalo, actually. Um, yeah, well, I'll take my nephews to a game. It'll be something to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's get to the like the meat of it. What's your wing place in Buffalo? Because I asked Rob Ray this, and he gave me one I've never even heard of. Okay, yeah. So my wing place is uh, – do you know like, where the Paddock Golf Dome is? My brother used to work there, yeah, at Paddock, yeah. So the grill, the, the restaurant inside the Golf Dome? Yep. My favorite wings there, the Cajun uh, – wings really yeah i forgot what he said elmo's elmo's yeah it's, yeah. it's ranked by ub yeah that's what he said he's like he, he wouldn't name duffs or anchor bar because i don't think he wanted to like sully their name but he said not to go there um i read on a, I read on suny canton first off like i said i, I found out you're a sabers man i found out you're a patrick Kane. that's your favorite athlete still yeah, Pat Kane is still my favorite hockey player. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. He's um, and I also found out you might be a liar too because you said your favorite thing to do is like spend time in the library. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> I was a freshman in college and thought I was funny. Just That's trying to make a good impression. Exactly what that is. <laughs> when did you? When did you start playing hockey? Uh, when I was three years old, uh, my dad and my uncle built me a yard or uh, a rink in my backyard and uh, didn't get off it once, once I learned how to stand up. 
and I uh, kind of fell in love with it then. Just kept going ever since. Yeah, just kind of grew up playing uh, boys hockey until checking. And then uh, I was always extremely small and little. And so um, I was always said I would never play with the girls. Um, but uh, had an agreement that once came to checking, I had to go uh, and play with the girls. And so at that age, uh, I was probably about 11. Uh, and I went and started playing Canada. And so I was going to say, did you play anywhere after that or? Yeah. So I played, um, so I played, uh, in St. Catharines and Niagara Falls, uh, growing up. And then, uh, my senior year of high school, I moved to Cornwall, Ontario, uh, and I graduated high school from Ontario Hockey Academy. Um, and so that's kind of how I got recruited to play college hockey. Um, and then that's kind of, uh, my pattern of, uh, all the hockey stories. Did you now? Uh, we'll go back to the WHL, WNHL, right? And WHL, Jesus, I'm bad. <laughs> what what sets this league apart from the other leagues? Um, one, I think we're just a little bit more stable right now. We just have, you know, all the the business side of it and everything like that. Um, you know, the other side, there's not established teams. They're kind of just doing tours. Um, like where they're playing, it's not like an actual league. They don't practice. There's no coaches, um, things like that. But um, oh, really? So it's like they don't have like a home rink or anything. They just go around. No, their their biggest thing is they're just trying to promote professional women's hockey, and so they just kind of go around and just uh, kind of go to each town. Uh, some NHL rinks have hosted them. Like uh, they went to Chicago and I believe St. Louis, um, and so they went there and kind of played games. Uh, same weekends as the NHL teams, um, but no, it's 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 not as uh, league based as uh, the NWHL. So it's not competitive. Like there's no championship. There's no. No. So what's the point? I don't I don't understand what that. I don't know. Yeah, not many do. I think it, I think they're they just thought that that's just you know uh, how they could grow the game. I think in the end, like they're just trying to not have the, the next generation of females uh, go through what, you know, they have or what we have. And so I think they're just trying to trying a different avenue to see if it works. And um, as of right now, it's still kind of, we're still in the boat, same boat as trying to grow women's hockey. Yeah. You're just kind of stagnant right now. It's just not. Yeah. Um, now give me, give me some names that I could tell some people to look out for on your team. Um, well, I think one would be Cassidy Vinkle. Um, she is going to be a rookie to our team this year. Um, she was in the other league uh, previous to us. Uh, she played at Clarkson um, and was a national champion. Um, uh, we just got Yena Suko. Uh, she is a Finnish player. I um, saw that. Finnish national team. She is uh, definitely going to be scoring some goals for us. So, uh, we're excited for that. Um, then also on the front end, uh, our, our captain's coming back, Taylor Kersey, who uh, she uh, scores a lot of goals. So we're excited to have, you know, the goals up front with along with bringing in Cassidy. And then, you know, on the back end, uh, we have Lisa Chesson coming back for us and she's, uh, you know, an Olympic U.S. player. And so uh, it's always nice to have those players come back for us. And, you know, we added uh you know, Emma Keenan, who's also uh, a Clarkson player, played with uh, Cassie Vinkel. And so, honestly, we're just adding a ton of depth. So, 
Honestly, just, we, we have no wink links. And so I think that's the most exciting thing about a coach uh, for a coach is that you can absolutely just roll uh, our lines uh, on the front end and the back end. And, um, you know, we're excited to have Carly Jackson back, uh, CJ, our goalie. Um, she's our number one. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, Lolo uh, Bernstein from Sweden who signed with us and also Katie Flagg. And so all three of them are, are amazing goalies and we're excited to see who puts out the best and, uh, you know, for us to win. And so uh, we have a lot of names that uh, honestly I can name off because uh, we have a really deep roster this year. That was kind of awesome. I told you to name a couple. You named like 15. That was good. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was just going to ask. Is it ever like, that's what I was going to ask. Is it like surreal that you're 26 coaching Olympians and like D1 athletes? Like, yeah, it is. Sometimes uh, I'm often like, how the heck uh, did I get here? And then I often quick remember uh, the past three years of, of me grinding it out to get here. And so the same breath, it's like, yeah, I don't know how I got here. And it's crazy. I'm 26 and in this role especially with, you know, the other head coaches in the league who are ex NHLers or, you know, ex, uh, you know, big time division one coaches. And, um, you know, I'm not that yet. Um, and so, uh, it is, uh, kind of crazy, but at the same time, like, um, I, I kind of took the journey to get here. And so, uh, in my mind, like, I know I deserve to be here. This is going to be like a loaded question. I don't know how you're going to answer it. Do you have like plans after this? Like, do you want to coach D1? Do you want to coach something else? Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, I, I coached college before this. I coached at Nazareth College for the past three years. Um, and so uh, if you would have asked me before I got offered this, I never, I would have told you I would never leave the college realm. Um, you know, I just loved that atmosphere, just that age group, the mentorship um, and whatnot. But then I just honestly fell in love with the pro level and, you know, the vision one or the, the pro uh, head coach job offer. And uh, honestly, it was more money than what I was making at the times. And it was a head coaching job. So, um, you know, I wasn't a head coach yet and it was a pro team. So uh, pretty, uh, pretty easy decision there. But um, my ultimate goal would have been college. But at this point, I'm from Buffalo. I love Buffalo. Um, you know, and as long as, uh, you know, I can sustain a, a livable salary and whatnot, um, you know, I'm kind of in this uh, position for the long haul. Uh, I want to grow this team. I want to win uh, and then ultimately grow women's hockey. Right. So it's kind of like you, you want to be a part of this build. Do you want to like make this thing work? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. Um, now, quick question. I'm going to probably be in Buffalo the weekend of September 5th. What are the odds you and I go out and get a beer? Uh, that could happen. Now, definitely I, happen. I'm in Buffalo a couple times a year. What Buffalo's got a bunch of like chain restaurants that's only in Buffalo. What's yep. your go to? Ted's. I could, uh, okay. I, I was going to say, I could tell you mine right now. It's Ted's. Mine is Ted's. I, uh, if I could eat Ted's every day um, and not feel terrible about myself, <laughs> I really would. I, uh, I, we have like this hot dog place out here that everybody raves about. I'm like, dude, you guys would be like disgusted eating this hot dogs. If like, you knew what Ted's is about. Yeah. What, Ted's is my favorite. What's your go-to at Ted's? 
Uh, so usually they're a hot dog or foot long, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and then I get the split, you know, the half, half, uh, onion rings, half French fries. That's a good call. And you guys got it made though. Cause like where I am, there's no Wegmans anywhere. Yeah. I do love my Wegmans too. Uh, sushi is my favorite there. Yeah. Weird. I never thought I'd say that. Like I love getting sushi at the grocery store. I know me either. I mean, shoot, we could probably even go to a Sabres game if you want. It'll cost me like 15 bucks. All right, I'm down. Well, this was awesome, Rhea. Like I said, we'll probably have you on again. There's no probably. You can come on whenever you want. (laughs) If you want to make a deal, I'll send you some of our gear if you send me some Buttes gear. All right, I will see if I can make that happen for you. All right. Thank you. Awesome again. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye. That was pretty good. That was awesome. Again, thank you to Rhea Code. Hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed that interview. Like I said, she's awesome human being. Let's grow this game. I'm going to get some shirts sent to her. Hopefully, she can get some Butte shirts sent to me because those colors are sick, man. You can never go wrong with North Carolina blue. Pair it with anything, it's going to look sick. They have these, like alternate like buffalo buttes chicken wing jerseys too which are pretty sick um again thanks to ria love to have her on again um thoroughly good time uh now unfortunately we have to get oh my god such a shitty week in hockey uh to the sad part of this week for hockey we'll start with uh roger bear passes away 80 years old mr ranger Guy was an absolute legend, man. Hockey Hall of Fame, 1982, eight-time All-Star, number seven, retired by the Rangers, 1976, Masterton Trophy for sportsmanship, 1,065 games, 406 goals, 615 assists. I hate pumping the Rangers' tires, but this guy was a legend. Seemed to be an amazing guy, just like Lundqvist, on and off the ice. Uh, Obviously, I didn't watch him play. I, I, I mean, I'm only 34. He was 80. You know, but I, 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 it's just so generic saying thoughts and prayers go out to their family. But it's always a difficult time, obviously. You know, they didn't say how he passed away, you know. But it's tough for the Rangers organization. Like I said, his number's retired. Absolute legend. Best Ranger to ever suit him up. Mr. Ranger. I mean, they called him Mr. Ranger for shit's sake. Uh, rest in peace, Rod Gilbert. Like I said, it's just... just this is this, one of those things where this week in hockey kind of opened up your eyes. And I'll, I'll hit it at the end, actually. You know, um, again, just terrible, like, news all around. Like, all around, dude. It just sucks. Uh, we go to uh, three young hockey players who passed away in a car accident tragically in uh, Surrey, British Columbia. I might maybe mispronouncing that. Caleb Reimer. Ronan Sharma and Parker Magnuson all played for the Elite Delta Academy. Uh, Reimer played for the Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHL. Um, Sharma uh, played for the Langley Rivermen in the BC Hockey League. Uh, I guess their car crashed at uh, 2.30 in the morning. Too young, man. Too young. I, I just... I don't know. Um, I would talk about this, like... I, yeah, dude, it's just it's it's horrible shit. It's 
tragic, and my heart goes out to their family, dude. And, dude, it's just... They say it comes in threes, but this one came in fours. Or no, shit, fives. Uh, Jimmy Hayes uh, passed away at 31 years old. Hayes was the younger brother of Kevin Hayes, who plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. Eight NHL seasons for the Hawks, Bruins, and uh, Panthers and Devils. Uh, he leaves behind a wife, Kristen, two sons, Bo, who was two, Mac, who was three months, won the national championship at BC. And I've actually been on Twitter a lot lately just to see the outpouring of love this guy's getting. He seems like he uh, like he lit up a room. I've heard him on Chicklets before. Guy was absolutely hilarious. It, it's just horrible, dude. It's just terrible. Um, Kevin, his brother, actually posted on uh, Instagram. I'm going to see if I can read this without choking up. He goes, yesterday I lost my best friend, my brother, my whole life. It has always been Jimmy and Kevin, or the Hayes brothers. I have followed you around since I can remember, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Whether it was youth hockey, nobles, Boston College, or the NHL, you paved the way for me. You taught me everything I needed to know in order to succeed. You lit up every single room you walked into with your smile, your positive attitude. Everybody wanted to be around Jim, the big, goofy, horrible dancer, funny, genuine, and kindest person around. I'll never forget the, excuse me, I'll never forget the times we shared or the memories we made and, and know that I will try my hardest to have your legacy live on. Our world lost someone special, and I don't know if I will ever be the same, but till we meet again, I love you, Jim. It. Like I said, it is. It's it's one of those things where you you realize how crazy and how short this fucking life can be. And like you know, I know so many people that they get in little fights with everyone, dude. Let it fucking go, man. Let it go. Like hug that person too. Like I don't. I to be honest with you, the last years kind of hardened me. I don't hug anyone. I don't really. I guess I should probably change that, you know what I mean? But hug the people you love. Tell the people you love you love them. It's just, oh, man, it's gut-wrenching. And like I said, the hockey world has lost five incredible human beings this week, and it's just terrible. It, it, horrible shit, man. Like I said, the outpouring of love coming out for Jimmy Hayes is something I haven't seen in a while. Um, Just a... Just a Dorchester boy, man. I, I believe, right? right? Dorchester. Uh, it, 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 I don't know, man. His dream came true. That's all I can say. Um, played for his childhood team. It, it just sucks, man. You got to feel for the family. It's gut-wrenching knowing you left behind two kids and a wife. It, it is. It really... Even though I didn't know the guy yet, it just tears you apart, you know? Um, but I do, I don't know, I don't even really want to talk about anything else. But like I said, guys, hug the people you love. Tell the people you love you love them. Because one day they ain't going to fucking be there. You're not going to be there, and it sucks. Trust me, it's happened to me several times. Um, but I'll see you guys next week, same time. I'm trying to get another interview this week. Um, I'll let you guys know. But I said I love you guys. Take care. Have a great rest of your week, all right?